Good evening, ladies and germs. This is David Beard Menace here. Uh, first thing to get out of the way before we get into our podcast, uh, big news today in our world. The latest trailer and final trailer for Star Wars The Force Awakens dropped this weekend. Everybody fangirl out. Oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god! It's Star Wars. Oh my god. Oh, so, okay. uh, yeah, let's get it out of the way really quick and talk our theories, talk what we're going to think about. And so, uh, yeah, after seeing this trailer, guys, what do you think this story is about? What do you think is going no, on? No, we're not going to talk about that. Dude, fucking, like, the <laughs> whole thing, I watched it, I don't know how many times, how many times did you guys watch it? I had it on a repeat. Like, <laughs> so many times. Repeat. All the times. <laughs> Three! Still, some say I'm still watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it some off, Casey, we're podcasting. still watching it. <laughs> Oh my god, from the time it began to the time it ended, there was just every scene was just filled and saturated with something for you to look at. It's so dense. Oh my god. What I, I liked know. about it the most, <laughs> and that's one thing that people didn't point out, only a few pointed this out and like a complaint the complain was as as much as they showed us, they didn't show us a thing about what this is all about. And it was perfect. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely perfect. Nothing's spoiled. We still don't know who's doing what and what's doing who and who's doing who. It's like and I've heard a lot of people complain about it, like, oh, I still know what's going on. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Well, then you're you're a terrorist. <laughs> what? Someone said they don't know if they're going to watch the new Star Wars? Are you kidding me? Defriend. Or Defriend. I don't believe that's going on. There must be some kind of corporate plant. <laughs> <laughs> corporate plant. Dave, Dave, I asked you not to bring that up on the podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, Greg, but, you know, there's a time for everything, and this is that time, you know? I mean, um, There's one thing that we know is going to be in there. For 110% certainty. Mark Hamill. The good old... Well, yeah, but I was going to say the good old-fashioned J.J. Abrams lens flares. They're still there. So much flare. They're in there. No. Oh, that's right. I didn't even recognize it, but you're right. There was a lens flare in there. It's in there. I saw it. Where? Uh, When they were showing... When they were, like, zooming up to Kylo Ren behind him. Kylo Ren, yeah. And there's that big red thing in the Yeah, watch it again. Watch it again. It was there. He did it. Okay, yeah, that was sound, but throughout the whole trailer, there wasn't like JD Abrams like like you know Star Trek in the darkness flares everywhere. Yeah, it was. That was but a also, Kylo Ren. It was just red. That's why you didn't recognize yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's blue. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's one percent out of hundred percent of the trailer. But that made it made sense at that point because they're going into a huge light source. So that right there kind of made sense for the lens flare. But it's still or there. they look, or they're looking at that uh, that that Death Star looking thing in the poster. Yeah. Oh God, don't. Please, for the love of God, don't get me started on that freaking thing. Because that uh, has that has a, has a big red eye looking thing. I was like, oh, that's probably what that is. But yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, unless you want to count the millions of little lens flares, the Millennium Falcon jumps into hyperspace. Good old one trick pony empire. Yeah. I wonder yeah, how you big know this one's gonna be. If it works, it works, man. Kilometers? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see right. the uh, the movie poster mock up where it's all Jar Jar instead of the characters? Yeah. Whoever I saw did that, that is <laughs> Satan. Whoever did that is literally the devil. No, what bothers me is like all the people saying, well, remember when we all went apeshit about the Phantom Menace and it sucked? It's going to be the same thing. Like, I'm like really big into like a lot of the Star Wars blogs and it's amazing how angry some of these people really are. It's like they're, they're angry. Like, like, holy shit. Like, I think, I think that it's less, I think it's less angry and more burned. Like, I think they're just so, so sure that it's just, they're going to be bait and switched again because uh, I think that the prequels were just so, different in 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 style than the original three films and i think that's just what people were really mad about what i'm hoping about because um there's a part in the trailer where like han solo says it's, it's true it's all of it or like um daisy riley's character says um ray she says uh there's stories about what happened i'm hoping to do something where it's almost like they kind of rewrite the tre- the prequel trilogy but don't 
Kind of like they did with um. Did she want to like retcon the Batman? Oh yeah. Kind of like they, well, yeah. yeah. Kind of like they did with like, X Men like, Days of Future telling, Past, telling Ray and Finn the story. Yeah, and it's like, kind of like they did with X Men Days of Future Past. They did the same thing oh. where they just redid the story and Part Three never existed, so they did a reboot without doing a reboot. I hope they do something similar where it's like yeah, during the Clone so, like, War a, a era, canonical just, reboot. Exactly, where like he tell, retells him the story but leaves out the shit that's not fucking necessary like because right, i mean everyone Jar-Jar likes Binks. the clone wars tv show but the the prequel movies not everyone are likes the clone wars tv show yes we all know serge you don't like the clone wars tv okay, well, show sergio doesn't like he's the only one i mean it's no agents of shield i don't like uh, it's not as bad as as agents of shit he did it not as bad well proud of it there's so much bitterness going on point made point made it's so funny but I love the the, the iconic J.J. Abrams shots, like the, the the scene where in the trailer where uh, Finn is walking underneath the X-wing and uh, the the rebel fighter puts his hand on his shoulder and it sweeps over oh, to Dameron. the right to John Boyega, yeah, poor Dameron. That was amazing. Like fuck you, J.J. Abrams, calm down with your amazing shots. Not only and that, but that that shot, like the, the look they give each other as they walk away, just shows like it was like a bro fist bump as they like they pat each as he pats him on the back and look at each other. It's like. They just went, just been through some hell. Just I don't, now, I don't you know? know. Like, I, like after watching the full trailer and seeing that scene, I'm getting a different, complete take of Poe. Like, I wonder if, um, and kind of pure speculation, but I wonder if he's going to end up being brainwashed by like the dark side. Wait, which uh, character? Kylo Ren. Uh, by Kylo Ren, yeah. Because the there's that scene where he's like screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like Kylo Ren has his hand in front of his yeah. face. Yeah. So I wonder if there's some like mind control jitsu thing going on there. <laughs> mind <laughs> control that could also be very well done. Well <laughs> so much Naruto you've been watching. It's too much Naruto going on in my life right now. Yeah, he's just like eh, and then and then yeah. with his with his fake chin too, with his Jay Leno fake chin. Yeah, but oh man, like all these shots, there are all these dynamic shots that J.J. Abrams going on, like like the, the top down view of of the Tie Fighter going at, I mean the X wing going after the Tie Fighter, mm. the top down view. Oh my god, it's amazing the way it sweeps into view. What bothers me is that I can't believe the Empire still are are still using Tie Fighters. Like it's just because I have so much horror stories from using the Tie Fighter in like Battlefront, it's like it's the worst machine ever to pilot. You can't pilot it at all. It's like it has no maneuverability whatsoever. And it's I just... was surprised to see the Empire at all in the trailer. I mean, maybe I'm just like not up to date in my Star Wars lore, but I thought the Empire was like beat at the end of episode. You six. would think that they they are, <laughs> but the way they wrote it was um, they based it around like World War Two and like Nazi Germany, where the whole idea is let's say you know Germany does lose, but there's still a, a, a large amount of countries in Europe. That still have the same beliefs and still support them. And so it's kind what, of like a neo-Nazi sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like what the world would look like if that was still happening. And that's what they did with this, where it's huh. like, you know, there's a lot of systems that still value the Empire and like the Empire. So they stuck with the Empire, which is what the First Order pretty much is. The First Order yeah, is just like whispered sense. from the... From, bleh, the First Order is what basically is made from the ashes. Yeah, so because they only really did kill like two people in the Empire. The leader and like his lieutenant. And all those, you know... Independent people contractors in the Death Star. on the I mean, second I mean, Death like, Star. I mean, like, figurehead <laughs> leaders. I mean, like, people who were, like, big deals. You like know what, Casey? Case. They were not... Those independent contractors were not innocent. They knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> they knew what they were getting <laughs> into. They knew who they were working with. They knew what they were working on, you know? I mean, it's no secret that it blows up planets. The first one knew... They knew it blew up planets, you know? It's no secret. So they knew what they were working on, man. They got what was coming. You think they could pass up a cushy government gig like that? 
<laughs> Come on general, now. In general, just following orders doesn't hold up for war crimes. Somebody give me a pack of smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Battlefront for a second. I love, uh, yeah, but piloting the air vehicles is is a feat because uh, it's it still kind of runs on the battlefield engine. But once you get the hang of it, oh my god! Like I got into like uh, an interceptor on the in the Empire side. That thing was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I got to down an, an X-ray and I was like, "Yeah, suck it, you rebel scum! <laughs> you rebel scum!" God, can't wait to play Star Wars Battlefront. Nothing beats seventeenth. Like nothing beats um, filing like. Like flying around the snow speeder, getting like having like a Tie Fighter behind me because you know I'm playing by myself. I'm not playing with like the wingman. I should be playing with Sergio, you know, because I'm pretty sure if I was playing with Sergio, there wouldn't be anyone on my back. But anyway, like <laughs> this guy's like taking me out. I'm about to die, and the freaking like the uh, you get like the thing over the radio, like the um, ATAT shields are down. Concentrate all fire, and it's like, well, I'm gonna die anyway. Might as well crash into the ATAT. That's exactly what I did, and it was great. I, was, I even screamed for the Republic, and boom. I feel like I've asked this question before, but a part of me still hopes they'll be in the game. I know they're prequel scum, but will Droidicas be playable? Uh, what prequel scum? Droidicas are like series. the best part they're of Phantom favorite. Menace. <laughs> Except for, you know, one horned Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah, but no, they're only, they're they're yeah, they're only focusing on the, uh, on the original uh, trilogy for this one. So there are maybe going to be there in DLC is what you're saying. Yeah, because they are talking about like a season pass, and the season okay. pass is like mad expensive. Okay, well, like, as long as I get to play as a Dredica, I'll just wait until the Dredicas get released until I get the game. <laughs> that's it. That's what gets you to play? That's, that's what gets me. I'm a oh, very god, gamer. You, oh god, you're in that generation. <laughs> well, I mean, guys, we could sit here and talk about uh, Star Wars all day, or we can have everyone enjoy the podcast. Search. There's not enough podcasts to get up to 88 miles per hour. Don't worry. Where we're going, we don't need podcasts. Except for this one, it's the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast! Welcome everybody to the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast Thursday! Woo! Woo! Yeah! Thursday already. Oh. I know. God, love it. Today on the podcast, we'll be talking about Back to the Future, since it was uh, Back to the Future Day this week. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how Back to the Future now takes place in the past. Anyway, on the panel today uh, of the podcast, we have Booster Greg. What up? The Bearded Menace Dave. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. <laughs> We've got Amber. Hello. TV's Casey. Hey. And I'm Sergio. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Back to the Future. Yeah. Great Scott. It's it's amazing how we've come this far. I mean, I know we've already went past Terminator, so to speak, because Judgment Day was supposed to happen in 1997. But something something as iconic as Back to the Future. Like, we've all been waiting for it. Everybody loves this movie. I've never met a single person who's just like, Back to the Future? Nah, fuck that. It's got chicks in it? Yeah, never mind. I have a confession to make. <laughs> Up until yesterday, I had not seen Back to the Future. What? Oh, you watched what? it with Sam? 
Yep. That I doesn't saw make sense. Back to the Future 1 and oh. Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> wow. Just don't have to see the third. Yeah, you don't really need to. No, and no. Last I time, mean, Amber's on the podcast, everybody. Say goodbye. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. In defense of the third one, the third one's great because they they filmed it back to back, so you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, really? Wait, they filmed them all at the same time? Yeah. Uh, well, two and three they filmed at the same time. Yeah, yeah, two and three at the same time. Like part one they filmed yeah, like eighty five. It, it looked like they reshot. A ton of stuff from the first movie, of course, because the second one's kind of uh, like uh, I-, I did not expect the second one to be as much about the first movie as it was. That's why. That's why it's my favorite. Yeah, and, it's, and it um... was just nonstop. I think by the end of the movie, I just I turned to Sam and I was like, "How, how exhausted is he?" I mean, it is. It was nonstop for him from from <laughs> the start of the first movie to the end of the second one. It was just nonstop. And it's actually the third true. one, he, he has not slept in like yeah, a week at all. At and he all. had to he had to like fight Biff. On a hoverboard, yeah. <laughs> almost die like he was. Twice. It wasn't. It wasn't just you know like be awake for a while and time travel. It was fight for your life over and over and over. <laughs> He's probably like, running I, off. I the that wasn't bad. Like the, the the Wild West part was great. I love the Wild. Yeah. You know, the thing, the thing I like about the third one is to kind of show with Marty McFly. Like he literally kicks the shit out of the entire Biff, like entire Tannen family, the yeah. whole generation. Yeah. He kicks the shit out of. Yeah. You know, and um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, just, you know, I, I've always been a fan of, like, spaghetti westerns, especially back in the day. So, like, having Back to the Future take place in the Wild West was a lot of fun. And just seeing, like, how the characters progress and, like, how this entire movie franchise took place in, like, two weeks of Marty McFly's life, if you think about it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty... It's all, like, pretty interesting, too, to just see, like, the evolution of the trilogy like the the first movie and the last movie are both very different even in terms of how they were shot but it's this like to amber's point it's this consistent just like one goes into the next goes into the next Mm -hmm. and um like me going back because i had seen i've always like i've watched them numerous times and it's always by the third one that i end up kind of zoning out a little bit and i'm kind of like yeah whatever like i don't know um, but I forget that there are certain parts in number three that I really liked that I always assumed were number two until I was rewatching it uh, the other night, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like this, this is gonna happen in three. Oh man! Like." From what I've heard, I, mean, I haven't seen it, but I've heard the third one was was great because it was just so different than the first two. The first two were were almost the same film, but in a good way. But yeah. the third one, it just, it's just a completely new thing. Well, all of them are really the same film. Marty travels back in time, gets stuck there, you know, needs to find the doc in that timeline to fix the DeLorean to get back to the future. Yeah. That's the, it, every movie is exactly the same in that, in that regard. Th- th- and they progressively th- care less and less about altering history for personal gain. Thanks, Casey. You completely yeah. like comic book guy that entire movie franchise for me now. <laughs> I'll have you know it's not the, the highest point of Christopher Lloyd's career. There are others. Perhaps you've seen The Addams Family and also its sequel, The Addams Family Values. Oh, God. <laughs> God, he really just that went That was so well guy. done. Damn it. Jeez. Kind of goodness. Yeah. I did love how, like, relative the villainy was in that movie, though, because really, it was, it, was, you were, it was pretty much who you were rooting for to change history. I mean, everyone was in it for themselves by the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although, I did... Find it a little weird that that they were um, perfectly fine having a middle middle aged Biff 
clean their car after what he did to to his wife in the past. Almost. Like, are you did. really gonna it, have him like clean your car after all? That? I don't know. That's, a, that's, that's Say like the hi ultimate to your mom insult, for though. Me. Like that's a lawsuit right there. No, but at the same time, the ultimate insult is like I'm the guy you used to pick on, and now you work for me, and I tell you what to do, and you call me sir. You know, that's like yeah, but like I wouldn't want that guy like within like. Miles are you kidding me? <laughs> I would. I would love that. It's like yeah, make sure you fill up the tank, please, and uh, wipe the windows down. You know, it's like. I love that's, that when I meet like my bullies at the gas station. Stick, no, I guess thing. it's like a guy thing because like, to us, we're used to being dominant and powerful, so we can like like be powerful against another dude. It's just like, yeah, you better watch my car, goddammit. <laughs> if I if I find that there's not a second coat of wax on there, <laughs> hey Biff, two coats. I just finished up the second. Hey Biff, none of that funny business. Oh, did I say just finishing? I mean, I'm just starting. Oh, Biff, what are we gonna do with you? <laughs> what a character. What a character. Like, still not going to forget about that funny business from, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. None of that anymore. Um, I thought the intro to the first movie was just, like, really awesome. Really well done. It's, like, the... Yeah. It catches you up in, like, five minutes to all of this, like, crazy shit that has been going down. And I think a lot of, like, comic book movies can kind of take a page out of that book. Where instead of, like, you know, showing us... Doc Brown working with terrorists in order to get the plutonium for his own gains and stuff like that. We see it by like overhearing an alarm clock that goes off with the radio news and newspaper clippings and you know this like empty house that hasn't been there. Anyone hasn't been there in weeks, and you get to see Marty that way, and it's just like you know his what the shoes that he wears just sums up his characters so well. And it just like goes right to that amp. It was yeah. like, yeah, this my favorite is part awesome. in that entire movie. Not only like is the amp part when he's like keeps on hitting switches and switches yep. and switches, yep. and you hear the hum get louder and louder. But the um, Rube Goldberg machine that 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 he has to like do like his morning routine, like makes coffee, mm. then toast, gives a dog food. You know, it's like it kind of shows that the, also like like you said the character of Doc Brown and like who he is. Exactly. Yeah. Like, how, like, absent-minded and stuff he is that he loves well, his machines they're both kind of absent-minded. I mean, like, right at the start of the movie, what does he do? Plugs in his freaking guitar. But he's not, I don't think he's absent-minded. <laughs> he's just irresponsible. Yeah. He's I guess they complement each other in that way. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, he doesn't care. Like, you know, he's supposed to be, what, like, 16, 17? 17. Yeah, so he's, like, just doesn't care. He's going to get that crazy amp that's the size of a wall. He's going to turn everything up as high as it can go. And he also turns up the guitar volume as high as it can go. He outs Spinal Tap, Spinal Tap. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that last part. Yeah, the... Yeah, it's like everything. And then it's just 11 like... 11 and then 11 to 20. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like to, to... like Because it wasn't enough. Like You see him like turning all these knobs. You're like, what is he doing? Like, what is this? Is this like some crazy machine? We know there's plutonium that was stolen and stuff like that. And then it's just like, nope, it's, a, it's an amp. It's guitar. It's fine. And he just like gets blown halfway across the room. And you know what? Like I'll agree with you. Like, like if they redid, thank God they never did. But if they did redo Back to the Future. They would spend like the first quarter or at least half of that movie talking about how he got the plutonium. I don't know. Yeah, seriously. Like they would spend like a good chunk of the movie on that. Fifteen minutes on time travel, being back in 1955, or in our case, 1985. Because that's thirty years in the you past. Couldn't, yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't remake the movie today because the the difference in a in a sixty year time span from from then to now is is so much different than what nineteen eighty five would probably be to twenty forty five. You know, also not- people would harp on the uh, the timeline 
stuffed way too much today. I mean, like, they already disregarded the rules enough in the movie where, like, one time they go back and they have, like, time waves changing the future and people are disappearing. Then in the next movie, they just make a brand new timeline somehow. Oh, no, no, no. The, ti- the way that time travel works in Back to the Future, I think, is is actually consistent. It's just really? weird. And makes yeah. lots of sense. Yeah, Wait, explain that to me. No, it's no, ta- I know I need time to is linear and it can be changed. But the amount of time you spend changing time is how much time it takes before things take effect. It's why Marty has enough time to go into the past and, you know, prevent himself from disappearing. And also how he can go into an alternate 1985, change that, and then come back to a revamped one. But wait, how how did he get time to go into the parallel 1985 when he was in the future before I, I'm a little confused. it's it's so, just it's just it's like just there it's like ambient sharing time dave you explain it so, so basically what happened was okay so in the part two he had the grave sports al- almanac right right and biff found out about it and he used a time machine to go back give it to himself so what happens is biff comes back to the future and you see him like it looks like he's having a heart attack He's not having a heart attack. He's being erased from time at that point because he changed his own timeline. So, because if you remember in the first Back to the Future, when Marty McFly starts disappearing when he's playing Johnny B. Good, yeah. he, he does the same thing. He's grabbing onto his chest and he's falling over and he's like, looks like he's in pain. The same thing was happening to Biff. He was not having a heart attack. He was just changing time. But then the grandfather paradox happens because Biff couldn't have changed the past because if he changed the past and then Doc never made the time machine DeLorean with Marty, then they wouldn't have never gone to the future to give him the book to give to himself in the past but we to... don't we don't know that he they, they he didn't allow doc to make the time machine yeah see uh, that's we, the thing we, we don't know he got put away for being crazy right right yeah, we know he, he got, got put away for being, being crazy, crazy. But we don't know what he did while he got put away yeah we don't know what he did before that wouldn't there have been a delorean another delorean when they went back because it looked like there was no lab there was just it was just kind of a barn I mean, there there could have been. I mean, anything could have happened. There true, was true. what thirty I mean, years of changes. Of and I, I was fine to, to just go with it, but you know. Yeah, it's one of those things that you have to kind of like rationalize to yourself. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad they didn't spend the time in the movie to be like, well, yeah, this but happened. I'm saying today they would ha- they would probably try somehow. And then it would yeah, there's like... a lot of movies today to try to explain things to the core, and it's just like you know, it, it assumes the audience is stupid, and not all movies do that, but a good amount do that where it became a trend. And I'm just like, all right, I don't need to be spoon fed this information, just create the story and take me on a ride through it instead of just explaining it to it. And, like, the the biggest... <laughs> well, I mean, it's a pretty good ex- assumption, though, Serge. Yeah, but, like, it's the, the best example and the worst example is Michael Bay. Like, he'll oh, literally God. have the characters in Transformers tell you the plot <laughs> of the movie. And I'm so like, bad. oh, my God. That's so bad. Let's explain how these bullets can damage giant robots. Oh, they're superheated magnesium, whatever, whatever. <laughs> God, just give me Devastator already. You asshole! Wait, don't give me Devastator. Not like that. My favorite line in that entire movie is when like that got when they're looking at the tail and the ship. He's like, "It's like some type of self-replicating molecular armor." It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Why do you gotta say it like that? You know, just say it normally. Like this armor looks like skin. You know, just like it's like my favorite line in the movie. It's so like just how much more anticlimactic would the first draws have been if the uh, the tank choked the shark to death instead of blowing up his head because that's what would logically happen but we don't want that that's not a cool ending i always like to imagine that somebody has done a version of jaws that's narrated by the people who narrate the ride so they're like 
Don't worry, folks. I'll handle this. <laughs> oh, no. Those of you on the left side of the boat, look out. He's coming. <laughs> <laughs> you just imagine, like, what is it, Quaid or whatever? <laughs> Speaking of that, you know the Back to the Future ride isn't there anymore. Oh, yeah. That's true. They replaced it with a Simpsons ride or something. It's a travesty. Yeah. I, you know, when I hear the word, well, the bigger travesty is that... I went in the ride before seeing Back to the Future. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I, Did you really? I, I'm just going to ask if any of you have been on the ride. Yes, I've been on the ride. I had been on awesome. the ride before seeing the movie. I had, I had played video games about the series. I have, I have been immersed in the fandom of this franchise, but somehow not seen the movie, and how, I honestly can't tell you. That's that really makes weird. me hurt a little bit. It makes me hurt, too. Yeah. This is the kind That's of thing it, it where... Hurt, if, it hurts if, my brain anything, more than the actual concept of time travel. Like, I mean, like, there was... When I was watching the movies yesterday... Both Sam and I were were constantly like, "Oh, that's what Sergio meant in that post," or in like, "Oh, that's what Dave was referencing," because <laughs> your post about uh, like Darth Vader from the from the planet Vulcan. I had no idea what that was till I saw the movie. No, <laughs> yes. I forgot I was like, about what? that. Yeah. My name is Darth Vader. I come from the planet Vulcan. <laughs> and he puts on the rock music. He's gonna melt my brain. <laughs> Van Halen of all things, man. That would like, especially when they're in their prime, like in the now. Well, their prime is in the seventies, but when they got to the eighties type of metal, it's like that would melt anybody's face off that wasn't used to it at all. I love that line at the at the uh, the dance where he goes, "You guys aren't ready, but your kids will love it." Yeah, I love it. He invents rock and roll pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's your so cousin ridiculous. Marvin, Marvin Barry. <laughs> Listen to this. You know that new sound you're looking for? <laughs> God. I love how like awesomely stereotypical it was of the bullies. And they like go to like, you know, they lock uh Marty in the the trunk and then like the band players come out. They're just smoking weed and just like having a good time. They're like, "Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we don't want no trouble with no reefer addicts." And they totally like play it up like, "Yeah, reefer addicts. Get 'em." <laughs> so good. <laughs> I got a good kick out of that. Did you guys notice um, who one of the uh, bullies was? At least in the second movie, and like Billy Zane. It's Billy it's Zane. Billy Zane. I was like, yeah, what first the and the second one. He was in the first one. I didn't even notice in the yeah, first one. Yeah, they kept one. all the same bullies that were in the second one were in the third. Were in the first one. They kept them all the same. I was amazed at how, how consistent the actors were between the films, like in general. For sure. Yeah, well, I mean, like, they kept, like, even to play, like, this is this is what would be interesting, and I would hate if they ever did a remake, where, you know, for the kids, they would just cast someone else, like, they would, they, it would probably be Will Smith as Marty, and then they would keep, they would have his fucking son. <laughs> Why is it always Will son. Smith? <laughs> Why? What's, what is it with you and Will Smith? You're just like, for Jim Will Smith... It's a package deal. All the sexy movies he makes, what? Well, I mean, that's that would be, like, the perfect thing, is just, like, always, like, you know... Someone in Hollywood, and then like they'd get their son to play their actual son because they didn't, you know, it's probably cheaper and, or free or something like that. Versus what Back to the Future did was they just had like the the same actors play their kid selves, and they did like a, or not the kid selves. Uh, well, yeah, their kid selves like and, the older and, and and their their old their older selves or yeah. kid selves and their kids. They did a great job. Yeah, and like and Michael J. Fox did a fantastic job playing. Um, Marty McFly Jr. because it was like a completely different like he looks the same because he's Michael J. Fox but like the way he talks his that, greasy ass hair like but playing like the daughter as well dad is that you like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that no he's Marley and McFly <laughs> well oh, if man. they continued it I would 
I would like them to kind of do how they did um, Mad Max, where it's it's different characters but same universe. Because I, I I hate when they when they just completely reboot these these like timeless franchises. Yeah, I think uh, I think Robert Zemeckis was saying that they will never ever create recreate uh, Back to the Future for as long as I live, <laughs> for as long as I am alive. Good. Yeah, that's what worries me because. You're right. Like as long as he's alive, they'll probably never make it. But as soon as that fucker passes away, like one minute <laughs> after the breath has left his body, they'll be talking about remaking it in Hollywood. You know, they'll, they'll have to be ready, chopping at the bit, have actors like already set in stone to do it. No matter what happens, they're gonna be ready for it. Respect for franchises. And, and the thing is, well, the thing is, what's even scarier is, is that like he said that recently. So it's like, what happened that he felt the need to say that? Is a thing that was a recent thing he said. Well, I mean, there are a lot of franchises getting getting brought back. I mean, they're talking about the the reboot of Ghostbusters. We had Mad Max. I mean, it's just there's a there's like just a thing. Star Trek. What, once, uh, what is it? Tim Burton remade Planet of the Apes. I don't think anything was sacred anymore. Yeah. Because that I movie is like a, that's like a classic. That's yeah, Charlton Heston. You know, I mean. Yeah. But I, I, I watched really it as, the, as a kid. Uh, my parents the liked it. The prequel movies for Planet of the Apes—they've been doing a good job with those. Oh, I'm not yeah, saying sure. that they're they're bad, but I mean, you know, I'm trying to think in recent memory what like real cinema classic was remade into something. Total Recall. And I mean, that's not even recent memory. Total the, Recall. The Planet of the Apes was what 2001. That his version. Yeah. With uh, Marky Two. Mark. With no, I think it was like 2000, 2003. I think I was already in uh, college when it came out. Oh, jeez. I think. Oh, yeah. yeah it might have been 2013. I don't remember that one that much. I remember the prequels, but I don't really yeah. remember the... Yeah, uh, that one had a good setting. It didn't have... Uh, <laughs> the acting was okay. Well, uh, Tim Roth played a really good... Um, it was, his, I don't think his name was Caesar. It was something else. But Tim Roth... Yeah. Zaid. General Zaid. Yeah. Yes. General yes, Zaid. That's what it was. Yeah, he really played that role, role amazingly. And had a good mood. It had a good... Uh, cinematography was alright. Um, what 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 was really cool was just like how they had to train the actors to like to run like apes and all the costumes, heads and designs. Like when they had like the ape army and everything, like running towards uh, Marky Mark and this funky bunch of human humans. Together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. And the, and the attitude their apes had towards the humans was just it was amazing. But yeah, I mean, also like Judge Dredd, that could have been better. I mean. They need to remake yeah. Judge Dredd. Like Dredd, Dredd was all right. I don't know. I, I actually, Dredd, Dredd is like my really third like favorite movie ever. You need to back it up, people. Ooh. I love that movie. That movie is the Raid Redemption mixed with an awesome British comic book of the future. I'll, 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 no, I don't, no, I'm talking Casey, about the remake. Casey, Casey, I know I what you're talking about. Agree with you, so buddy. that's how you piss off Casey. Yeah. <laughs> don't no, fuck Casey, with Dredd. I, I love that movie. Like when I saw when I saw like Dredd like in on Netflix, I was like. I saw it on a whim just because I had nothing better to do. I'm like, oh, it's a remake of Dread. You know, what? it can't get any worse than Sylvester Stallone. No. You know? No, it can't. And I watched it, and it was fucking phenomenal. It's, you were right. Like, I love It's loved... so good. And the you drug, liked it? The you liked the remake of Dread? I love it. stop calling it a remake. What? Stop it. <laughs> I, I don't think it was a remake, it. though. It didn't oh, feel God. like it. It just felt like, I don't know. Like, Judge Dredd, the original Judge Dredd with, like, Sylvester Stallone. I, I saw that when I was a little kid. I fucking hated it. I that love movie. that. I hate that I love that movie. It's what like, you hated the first I hated it, dude. I saw, and usually, when you see things as a little kid, you like it just because you're a little yeah. kid, you know. No, Ugh. I cannot stand that movie. It was just like, I, to, to me, it felt unnecessary. Ugh. Not only that, but like to me, like Judge Dredd's armor, like the armor they wore, made no fucking sense. It's like so you have your shoulders protected, 
and your face. That's it. Well, yeah, it but was, not your job. It jaw. was like World of Warcraft armor, but still, it's like shoulders. It's, yeah, and face. it was like WoW armor. That's it all was you like got. Comically huge pauldrons. Dude. <laughs> it was a shot plus ten. Who's gonna Who's gonna take a shot at a judge when he comes walking at you with that? Yeah, like massive eagle, golden eagle oh pauldrons. And he's got, but the, like I, I liked, I liked the judge here with with Sylvester Stallone. I didn't know, like a couple of our friends would agree with us. Um, I don't hate. The, I don't I, hate I, that. I, movie I love by the bike. I had uh, there was toys made and everything. I liked the the, the campy, goofy uh, atmosphere and you know the Sylvester Stallone one liners. You betrayed like, the law. 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 I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. law. I love it. It's so bad because it's a lie. Oh my god! I don't know. It's, it's no demolition, man. I'm just gonna say that. Wow. Well, that's the thing I wanted to point oh, out. Like, I, would, I was comparing it also like. Ah, yeah, Greg, you're the kind of man who likes to wipe his ass with seashells. I see. <laughs> Casey doesn't know how to use amazing. the three seashells. I know. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing that bothered me the most as a little kid because I was always into like futuristic sci-fi, and to me, it just felt like. Judge Dredd was someone's like bad take on futuristic sci-fi. Everything was like big and bulky, for no fucking reason whatsoever. You know, it's like it's called stylized. I didn't like. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it now. I didn't like it then. Like when I see it now in movies, and like they have a futuristic movie, like a it's really bad futuristic movie on the Sci-Fi Channel, and like the guns all like massively huge for no fucking reason. You can't hold it. It's Mansquito. like why? Why? Why is this a thing? This should not be a thing. God damn it. Well, I mean, why why were uh, why did Marty Junior's uh, sleeves have to be giant weird things? <laughs> I don't know. So ridiculous! I want a jacket like that. <laughs> Just suction cups to your arm. Yeah. I mean, you, you can get the self-lacing shoes from Nike next year. Way to go, <laughs> Nike! You had all this time to perfect it, and it's coming out next year. Good job. Wait, it actually Nike. you're not you're not you're not just uh, you're joking here. This this is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You get the, the first pair of Michael J. Thing. Fox. Yeah. Oh my God. My- Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Michael J. Fox owns the first pair of the self lacing Nikes. That's. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. it's it pretty cool. There's um, what's it called? Uh, unfortunately, so someone took a, a, a vertical video of it, which is obviously a crime. Mm. You should never take vertical video is a crime. First, first iPhone. No should, I take it first. Yeah. yeah, it's their first iPhone. It's their first, first video, but yeah, on like Reddit, there yeah, was like yeah, a... th- there's a there's a video of him putting it on, and it, it's so sad to see how how old he is because you have that image of him of of your of your celebrity from your childhood, you know, mm. Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly, and then when you see him now, and you because you know he's not in the spotlight, and I guess I mean I guess he had like some kind of series on CBS or NBC, well one of those channels he's on like Spin City, yeah, well, he's on the... Spin City, he was on, no, I meant, uh, meant he had his own, recently. that was like semi autobiographical kind of sort of, but not really, and uh, he's on The Good Wife as well, considerable amount, so that's how I've been seeing him. So it wasn't a shock for me at all to see like yeah, him. Yeah, like, I'm, well, I'm used to the Mark Hamill. I mean, the thing yeah. for me, though, is like not the fact that he got older. That doesn't bother me because it happens. But the fact that he has like Parkinson's and he can't yeah. stop moving, you know, and it's just like, yeah. you know, he he would still be an actor if it wasn't like a, a good. Uh, he would still be a a big actor, still doing lots of movies if it wasn't for the disease. You know, that's what bothers me the most. It's like. Yeah. He aged much quicker than he should have because of the disease. You know, well, that's, yeah, seriously. that's the hard part. You know, not that he got older, but because he has that disease. Yeah. Well, he he does a yeah. good job on The Good Wife. He does a really good job. He's hilarious. He uh, he like plays this rival lawyer, but he like so like they play up like his 
disease because it can't stop moving. But like he says in the show is something else and he always uses it to his advantage and he always just like plays it off and he like lies to everyone. It's like he's kind of a dirtbag, but he's really funny and he keeps that like comedic timing somehow, which is like really good on him. It's like that. That's like the, the thing about Michael J. Fox and especially that you see him back to the future is his timing, his reaction to things like when Lorraine is like seducing him. His like his facial expression is like amazing. Is a, well, it's like it sums it up. He's like partially turned on, but super disturbed that he's partially turned on, and he's freaking it's, out. It's, because it's very of that. subtle. Yeah, and his body movements, yeah. his face, his his, his uh, core body language. You can see, yeah, like he's he's turned on, but he's like, oh god, but oh god, yeah, oh, oh god, <laughs> but, oh god, oh, oh god. <laughs> it's so good. Mom, you're uh, I was like that. I'm, I'm like, what so, a weird uh, thing to write into this movie. So and then his mom seduces him. Like, who wrote that line? Yeah. Like, who put that in there? <laughs> you just see Robert Zemeckis behind a typewriter. The story of the boy who almost banged his mom. <laughs> <laughs> a you film trilogy in three parts by Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> well, it's you know, cool, too. This is... title will never sell. I should rename it something else. <laughs> Back to the Future. That works. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, what's cool about it is it always foreshadows. There's a lot of foreshadowing that goes on in all of the movies. Like um, when you first meet Lorraine, she's like, I was never like that. All girls now are sluts. They can't believe it. And like the first thing she does is like try to jump the first dude she gets in her bed, literally. Um, and that just won't let go until she kisses and is like, whoa, this is like kissing my brother. This is weird. <laughs> What I like is like some of the subtleties, like especially in the beginning of the movie where it's like talking about like the uncle being in jail. Oh yeah, Uncle Joey. Says, yeah. And she says, Don't come on, kids, we all may make mistakes in life. And right when she says that, she looks at George McFly. Ooh. Mm. Watch it again. She looks right at him too. They don't show it like in a certain angle, but she looks like straight forward as she says it. We all make mistakes and she's looking like at him. Well, she gets wow. less subtle too. Like she, she goes like she's telling the story of how they met and stuff like that. And George is just like watching the TV and laughing and not even paying attention. And yeah, um, and then <laughs> you know she's telling the story and she's like really happy at first, and the more she tells it and the more she's watching him, that she gets really, really sad and really depressed. And then like you know, I don't remember what line she says exactly at the end of it, but she's like, and that's when I knew. Oh, yep, yeah, that's I'll it. Spend the rest of my life with him. And her face <laughs> is just like so, you know, despondent and so sad, and it's just like <laughs> more Ouch. gin, yeah. And then good old Uncle Joey, speaking of Uncle Joey, who is destined to be in jail no matter <laughs> which timeline, any timeline, yep. Which is like really interesting because if you think about Back to the Future. It's a story about how destiny is not written in stone. You can go change whatever the hell you want. Well, except sometimes. Except if you're Uncle Joey. <laughs> you know, he's a kid. He has to stay in his playpen because well, he, 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 he liked, doesn't. He liked the bars. I mean, right, he liked the bars. But then, like, personality. he's in jail yeah, in the normal time. back in time. Get used to these bars, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in jail in the normal timeline, right? And then he's... Um, I was reading somewhere that there's like a deleted scene and obviously deleted scenes aren't always canon but where they're talking about um in like the perfect present or something like that that or no it's the future it was in the the future where um which i guess is a future the the perfect future but that says that joey's still in jail and even in like the biff universe the biffiverse it's like joey is still in oh yeah that's right he says that yeah, we're gonna put up behind bars like your brother. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh. One big old happy jail bird family. Yeah. So I kind of want to rewatch the third. Who's gonna one. pay for your jewelry, Lorraine? <laughs> well, Tom Wilson, you are the my favorite in all he these movies. He did a really good job in that movie, though. Like he's a stand-up comedian now. Yeah, yeah, but like, like the the range of Biffs that he plays is really like I love old man Biff. He plays five Biffs in that movie. Yeah, yeah. five freaking Biffs. He plays young Biff, mm-hmm. uh, old Biff. Middle-aged Biff's Biff. grandson, middle-aged Biff in two different timelines. I mean, holy cow. And, and, believe it or not, he actually plays the voice of his grandma. Oh, come on. Oh, really? That's him. That's oh, him. that's awesome. Biff, where are you going, Biff? That's him doing the voice. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's so good. One of my favorite parts was where he gets on him on his own case in the past about his uh, his insults. He's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, make like, like, a like a tree and tree leave, and you leave. jackass. <laughs> Do you know what you sound like? <laughs> you sound like an idiot when you get it wrong. God. Here's the cane. McFly. Hello, McFly. Fucking cane. I love it. So good. Looks like the grumpiest, most miserable old man in the world. Like, I'd love to see a cane off between old man Biff and house. That would be awesome. <laughs> um... Yeah, like, and actually, um, Crispin Glover did a really good job too. I felt like I, I kind of like when I was watching it when I was younger, I kind of glossed over his character, but he did a really good job. And that haircut, oh my god, watching that haircut in 1080p, <laughs> flip around, the flip around, but like in the sides, it's like so uneven, and there's just like chunks missing, and and they try to like recreate it in the second one when it obviously wasn't him, and they like made it look too good. Is there's like some character to it that they just couldn't like replicate, um, and he looks like they did a good job with his makeup too. Like when you're watching him when he's like in middle age, it's kind of like yeah, he looks kind of young. But then like as a kid, he looks really young. Like I thought he they was did a, like, he was actually job. younger than both him and Leah Thompson were younger than Michael J. Fox, weren't they? When the um, movie was made, by like a know. year or two, yeah, I think they're like yeah, a year maybe. or two younger than he was. Maybe it always like. So I was listening to The Nerdist like over the summer and Leah Thompson was on it. And I was like, oh, wow, she must be a grandma by now, like thinking about it. Because I always had this perception of her being 30 years older than she actually is because of Back to the Future. <laughs> it's like seeing Molly Ringwald now. Yeah. 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 Um, Still hot. But it, <laughs> no, but it was just that just was just like an interesting fact. Like Chris Van Glover, like I know what he looks like because he's in this stupid movie with the rats whatever it was called you remember that willard willard yeah i, I was gonna say willard, willard yeah yeah it was willard you're right oh i like, should know that I should and he was in that. uh yeah you're fired uh oh, and he was yeah. also in charlie's angels two or three one of those <laughs> oh, they made more oh yeah it's like a weird the hair guy yeah yeah he was like the the or i think he was in all of them wasn't he uh i'm not sure those are movies were terrible so yeah i don't know all i remember is tom green was in one of them and uh, Sam Rockwell was the was in the first one. That's all I remember. And then and then um, Chris McGlover. But um, yeah, like like I had been I had seen him and I watched some interviews. So like you know I I knew he was still he wasn't as old as he was. But when came to Leah Thompson, it was just like whoa, wait, what? She's not ninety five right now. How's that possible? <laughs> uh, but I really actually, wish like when I was a little kid, I used to think that Chris McGlover would have been a really really if they. 
only would have thought of it then, but he would have been a really awesome Riddler in like a Batman movie. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like he probably would have been a, a decent Joker too. He's uh, he, he certainly got the body for it, the body type and like the the structure. He does, but I think Jack Nicholson really hit it out of the park, especially back in that era. No, right? he didn't. Jack yeah, Nicholson did. just played Jack Nicholson. Which which makes it better because <laughs> Jack wasn't Nicholson was the Joker. Joker. So this, this is the thing that's around. about that goes with with the Joker. Um like Jack Nicholson did a fantastic job, but he played himself. He did not play the Joker. Heath Ledger did a fantastic job, but that was not the Joker. Mark Hamill is the Joker. We're purists here at Bad Coyote Funky. Animated I mean, series or that's, bust. I, I remember um, reading an interview where Mark Hamill was like, I used to read these as a kid, and I would envision what their voice sounded like in my head. And when I was asked to like, you know, be the Joker, when I got the, the gig, I knew what that voice sounded like. So it was just a matter of making my voice sound like that. So like that's, that's amazing that, that that our quintessential Joker is what he had in his head. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> like, you heard... Like you heard that in your head? <laughs> it's good, but it's like it's it's it works. Like and even before, like I started watching like the animated uh, series, like his voice was similar to what I was thinking of too. And it, it, I think it goes to the character, like his design, and it goes to how he's written and the consistency of that throughout comics. And now it's very inconsistent because now the Heath Ledger thing took off, so then he cuts off his own face and puts it back on, and then he does things I don't know upside down or something like that. And now he has a face. I don't know. It's fucking weird now. Comic but, books. Comic books. What are you gonna do? But um, it's just I I think that Chris McGlover pro- probably would have done a decent job at the Joker had he been given the chance. Again, just speculation. Just be, and I haven't really seen him in too too many other things. So maybe he would have sucked. Probably. We'll <laughs> never know. Um, but something is interesting about Back to the Future Two that I really liked, and I think. That's what really got me into time travel as like a, a genre or like a, a subgenre in, in science fiction is how Doc Brown explains divergent timelines. It is yeah so direct and so simple and it make ha- it makes so mm-hmm. much sense to me. And before I couldn't like grasp it. And then he's like, here's a line, and then this is where you are in like, you know, nineteen eighty five, and then this is nineteen was it fifty fifty three, fifty five? 1955 55 and then if you go here and the thing happens here so then we split off and now this is a new 1985 and i was like that makes so much sense how did they do that how do they take this super (laughs) complex thing and just be like this this makes the most amount of sense right now um and it it was doc brown's explanation of that whole thing that really i think got me in love with the genre and really helped me kind of grasp a lot of the more complex story arcs that happened in movies even today. Like, um, if you think about the movie, fuck, Inception. Like, kind of hard to follow, but if you if you keep like a kind of like a timeline of it, you're fine, you know. Well, and even I'm sure, if, like Back to the Future inspired a number of films. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, it just makes sense, and I feel like people who don't understand time travel stories probably haven't seen back to the future too yeah you know um and i get it's like a niche you know like some people just like they don't want to like think that hard or like have to like rationalize things as they're watching a movie they just want to kind of like turn their brains off and just like enjoy something for an hour and a half or two hours michael bay to explain the entire movie to you which is why we have michael bay and pearl harbor (laughs) starring josh hartnett 
Um, but what was cool too about Back to the Future yeah, Two right. is they set the scene for Back to the Future Three. Like they they show Biff's ancestor, Mad Dog, all the way back to Mad Dog yeah. Tannen. Yep, and actually, and you won't know this, Amber, yet, but in Back to the Future Three during the showdown, where Michael J. Fox gets shot and then he takes off his poncho and reveals that he has a bulletproof vest. Oh, it was in the movie. It was from, in the movie that Biff was yeah. watching in the, oh, the yeah. hot tub. So they do <laughs> a lot of these little crazy. subtle things that like sets the scene. And they did it from one into two, and they did it from two into three. And it's just like really smart because it shows that they're planning for the next one, and they're like you know they're really trying to make a go of it and taking it seriously, which yeah, I always appreciate. It's almost like hard for me to uh, to figure out what like you were saying earlier how you have a hard time figuring out which scene was in which movie, and I, I actually I have the same problem because it really does just feel like one movie i mean like the second one is just called back to the future part two yeah and like that, that's what they are they're i would say that it's back to the future parts one two and three are all one movie one it's just super long movie. exactly it's just too Six, long seven hour film oh god yeah that's probably why i end up zoning out and part three. of back to future one which is genius that they reuse in part two mm-hmm. it's very insignificant but it made all the difference in part two but um in back to future one when they're working on the time machine, they're getting everything ready outside of the uh, courthouse. Mm-hmm. There's a part where Doc Brown's talking to Marty, like on the like talking to Marty, and this guy rides by rides by on a bicycle in the background in part one. You know, it's just someone doing in the background. That's all it is. And in part two, it's Doc. Doc it's Doc Brown. Yeah, he's wearing the exact same outfit the guy wears in part one that rides by. Yeah. <laughs> It was like an insignificant thing that was not necessary. They didn't have to put it in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they just have them like ride bys because it made the most sense. Almost like they went like back and watched the first movie. Like, where can we fit Doc Brown? And how? Wait, there's that guy that we had to ride by randomly. We he could be him. Yeah, and they just threw him in there, and it just it was genius because it's like they just figured out a way to meld them together without you realizing they melded it together. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like that's. That's just good filmmaking, I think. If you're making a story about time travel, even if you're unsure if you're going to be making more movies in that, I don't know, that that series, you give yourself ins and outs that you can plug things into. So when you make the second one, you can make it about the same events that happen parallel to each other. And then you have, oh, hey, like, yeah, like, you know, that guy in the crazy hat was really Doc and, you know, he kind of helped out a little bit. Um and do you guys think that was before or after the cop talked to Doc? Ooh. Because... I honestly don't remember. Because if it was... So here's my thinking. It might be a paradox there. If it was before, Doc... Uh, future Doc was like, oh, I assume you're conducting some sort of weather experiment. And then past Doc was like, yeah, sure. So if that was like after the fact... You know, then, like, Doc gave himself the idea to use that as an excuse. <laughs> so where did that excuse generate from? And that's actually what was what happened in, not the last episode of Doctor Who, but the episode before that. That was the subject. Oh, the, uh, the one where he talks about uh, Beethoven. Beethoven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. One, I, I'm not sure I, was, I wasn't a fan of that explanation, at least in Doctor Who, how we, how we used it. But that's another story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's another podcast for another time. Um... <laughs> But like these these movies, this Back to the Future, they're just they're classics, and they they hold up. Like some of the special effects, not so much, but the practical effects definitely do. And just like in general, I mean, I I think the thing that surprised me the most was how much 
Rick and Morty is literally just Back to the Future, the animated yep. series. With more oh, sure, alcoholism yeah. and neuroses. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, throughout the entire film, whenever, whenever Doc Brown said Marty, I heard Morty. Like, yeah. I couldn't help it. Yeah, it's super close. And it's funny too, because like, because like you and Sam really like Rick and Morty. I'm just like, this is just Back to the Future, so it makes <laughs> I know, sense it's, now. Because like, neither of us has seen it, and so we're watching this entire film. We're just like looking to one another, like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Even at the start of the movie with the phone call, where he's like, Marty, Marty, you have to, you have to meet me later. What, what, what are the, how the clocks working? <laughs> it's almost identical, at least well, not identical. Will, it's very it's similar. And similar to, to the characters, but that's pretty much where the similarity ends right there. Yeah. Rick and Morty goes completely somewhere else literally and figuratively speaking well i mean but it's pretty much it's pretty much what what rick and morty is based on it's funny too it's like there's people who don't know what like family guy references are then they actually see the references oh i get it now yeah like i don't know i mean like i think you're you're the you're the you're the back to the future equivalent of of people who think that a floppy disk is just a real life save icon oh no (laughs) this is this is what you've become amber Uh, no, but um, I think that there are there are more similarities in that. I mean, it's a, the disregard for parallel universes, for timelines. That's 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 a, that's a that's a parallel right there. I don't know. Like at the beginning, like Doc Brown's. I mean, yeah, at the beginning again. But Doc Brown's really big on just like making sure timeline doesn't get messed up, doesn't get skewed. Like any little thing he talks about not doing, like, especially in the first movie when Marty shows up and Marty's like, "Oh, you can sh- I'm gonna be here for a week. You can show me around." He's like, "No." Absolutely not. You're staying in the house. You're not doing anything. You're not talking to anybody. You're only talking to me, and that's about it. Like, he's well, really big on not fucking shit As up. Rick and Morty goes on, it differentiates itself from Back to the Future more and more. But the earlier episodes, I think, the uh, like, uh, like Rick is a lot more aloof, whereas in later episodes, he's, he's more like he just doesn't care. Is that, oh, is that, is that not aloofness? I mean, <laughs> I, it's a different kind of aloof. <laughs> I mean, aloof, like, aloof like you know, aloof. Webster's definition of aloof is an attitude of not caring. So, <laughs> you know. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, Thanks for thinking of the comic book guy there, Casey. Yeah. You know, no. Just completely just farted in the I'm car. Right I want to bring it back to what Dave said about, about Doc Brown kind of caring and not caring about time travel. I love that at the at the start of 2 when he's like, bring Jennifer along, it'll be great. 30 seconds of her in the car. <laughs> Puts her to sleep with a sleep machine. She's asking too many questions. Uh, you guys are going to hate me, but that was a Rick moment. Ah, oh, it's yeah. great. It's great. Yeah, which came well, from Back to the Future. So. No, it made, it, it made sense because like at that point, like he shows up and there's like there's Marty to Jennifer. And it's like, well, what's he supposed to do? He has to bring her along. He can't just leave and, and have her last leave her in a back alley and expect it to go fine. And, Je- <laughs> and Jennifer looks different because of all the time traveling. But still, oh it's Did you notice like, that too? From Back to the Future one, she has black hair, and then in two, it's just like, like, like strawberry blonde. Well, yes, yeah, Greg. I, I hate actress. to tell you, it's a different actress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, but like at least give her the same hairdo because there's Elizabeth Shue on it in, this, in two and three. Thanks, right. Casey. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he knew. I was like, no, I, I knew, <laughs> but like, like make although, it look the same. Although I will say though like the actress that played Jennifer in the first one was a lot prettier than Elizabeth Shue, I think. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah, I think she was way prettier. And not only that, but like Marty's haircut changed also. Like it was way different in part 2 than it was in part 1. Well, how many years was between 1 and 2? 5 years, I think. Yeah, it it shows. It really shows. 
I think that's why they chose to reshoot a lot of the stuff with uh, with Marty in it. Because he can't have that like side by side, you know? And like, like Oh yeah, with the flashbacks in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like last time. Yeah. <laughs> um or the ones where there's a different angle where you see like the whole sequence with the car happen through the window of the principal's office. Hmm. I mean, they needed um, to reshoot that, of course. But like, oh yeah, of course, yeah, different angles and such. Uh, was it just me, or was Doc Brown acting a, a lot like like the Doctor from Doctor Who? Like I got that same vibe as Matt Smith's Doctor off of Doc Brown. I like to imagine that what, Doc what Brown mean? is just a regeneration. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say that too. Like, what if that's the case? It's all con- it's all canon. Doctor Who. Well, I mean, we, we saw him regenerate. He just said he was peeling off the uh, the de aging process. Yeah. But, you know, that's, it could just be a total lie. And I mean, in old Doctor Who, that's about the same effects they had back then. So. He, yeah. He figured true. out the chameleon circuit in the TARDIS. He just made it look like a DeLorean. <laughs> no. But it's not bigger on the inside. How do you explain you know, that, Casey? It could just be a, a room of the TARDIS. <laughs> DeLorean is kind of a shitty car. Just makes a DeLorean mock-up in the TARDIS. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, so it's getting to be about that time, guys. And everyone knows about what time that is as we get a, roughly an hour into a podcast. Amber's I like to go over. That's uh, Amber's favorite part. I like to, every, I like it's to ask everyone, everyone. It's everyone's favorite part. It's really everyone's favorite part, really. And this is where everyone just goes, yep, you don't need to listen to the rest of this podcast an hour in. It is Greg's infamous... Secret question. Secret question. Secret question. Secret question. All right, slow down there, Prince Adam. Um, so for the Back to the Future, I had a lot of a lot of questions I wanted to ask you guys. Um, we touched on some of them briefly. I wanted. I would think I wanted to go into the. Um, recasting, like I always kind of fall back on when I have no other questions, but it seems like that would be kind of a dud as I feel like everyone would be like, we're not recasting this. What are you talking about? And then I would just say Will Smith. Um, Eddie Murphy plays everything <laughs> again. God. But what I want to ask you guys is Doc Brown shows up in in front of your house, beeps the horn, the DeLorean opens up the 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 car door, and he says, you can have this time machine for a day. What do you do with it, and where do you go? I and absolutely go to the distant, 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 distant future. Amber, wait your turn. Wait, God wait, damn. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this time Amber goes first. No more waiting. Oh, Amber has for the first time. <laughs> for the first time, for the last time. So, Amber, what would you do if you had a time machine? <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Let me think about that. Uh, no, I want to see what happens i mean i want to see where we go i want to like see what plan when we colonize planets i want to see what kind of technology we develop i want to see what sticks around i mean i think i think most people would say to the future we already know what happened in the past it's the past i was just gonna say what if you go so far into the future that you see nothing there because we have moved on to another planet so I I, i go back to find out where we went and then, well, hopefully I find some garbage to power my car with in that timeline, or else I'm screwed, but, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll play it by ear. What if, in that future, everything went completely green and there was no garbage, and then you're stuck oh, there? I'd have to make some garbage? I don't know, I'd find, like, a bag of chips or something. No, that's oh, easy. Just, just, how, um... just, just poop into Mr. Fusion. <laughs> there you go. Did you, see, did you see how Toyota actually has a solution for that with one of their engineers? Yeah, I saw that. That was with uh, yeah. that commercial with like, uh, or the not commercial, but mini episode thingy with Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. 
Yeah, yeah, it was like a featurette. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I guess, like, that. worst case scenario, you could, like, cut some of your hair off or throw, like, an article of clothing in the DeLorean. I mean, but then we get to the philosophical question of what exactly is garbage? I mean... Is it things you discard? Because then anything could be garbage. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's, it's literally whatever you want. Well, it's a little... It's a tiny coffee maker sized fusion reactor in the back of your car is it the <laughs> very talented and lovely shirley manson because she is a member of garbage oh. look at this guy getting all highbrow music on us I, i'm gonna go with <laughs> organic i'm gonna go with it's organic probably the delorean could, could feed off of it mm-hmm. sure okay so you amber would go into the future and just see how humanity has evolved and see where we're and steal future technology to bring back to my own timeline for reasons Mm-hmm. Sure, hoverboards. Perfectly, Absolutely. perfectly legitimate reasons. Yeah. yeah, Doc allows it. Except just don't bring back a gambling book, please. I mean, I'll bring something back. I just have to be more careful mm-hmm. so he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dave, what about you? <laughs> um, oh, God. Uh, never mind. Sergio, what about you? Serge, <laughs> go. No, I would go, honestly, I would go maybe 10 or 15 years into the future. Mm-hmm. And get like you know see what's going on. Any further than that, you might risk bumping into something God knows what, like street not being there that you're on or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten, fifteen years in the future, and get the most advanced home computer possible, along with the game game system, and bring it back with me. So that way, it's like I won't need a new computer for at least fifteen years if I can power it. You know, make sure I can actually use it back in this timeline. You know, but. Bring it back and have like the most advanced MacBook Pro possible or whatnot. Step you back, know, for- nerds. He's got USB 5.0. <laughs> um, but what I would do, honestly, just because I'm a, I'm a huge history nerd, I would go back in time to like, if I could get somehow get to this point in history, but get to where they built the pyramids, fly back to when it started and just make prog- time progress fat little by little so you can see like how they built it year by year and watch it being built in front of my eyes really quick. I don't or, think you can do that with a DeLorean, though. You could if you keep on jumping like it, jumping every year. I feel like you'd waste a lot of garbage that way. I would, but it'd be worth <laughs> it. Waste a lot of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just bring, like, garbage bags with me. I'll be fine. You know, but, like... <laughs> All right, as long as you're prepared, Dave. I don't want you stuck in Egyptian times. I'd, I, Like I said, I would just shit Worst in, like, Mr. Scenario, Fusion. I'll be fine. Cut you know? off some of your beard, and you're good. Yeah. Yeah, they'll see me, and they're like, it's one of us. But, um... <laughs> Never. Dave's trapped in the future. He'll never do it. <laughs> but yeah, like I'll um I'll like either I'll go to the future and like do that and I'll also go in the past and you know, see like how like ancient mega structures were built, you know, watch like Rome be built over time, like actually see like how these things were constructed and finally prove to people that it wasn't fucking aliens, it was actually people that did this did these things. And then maybe, I don't know. What if it wasn't? Or you'll prove that it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> And, I, and in that case, I wouldn't tell a soul, but, <laughs> and maybe also I would probably travel back to like a year or so from now and a year back and uh, have sex with myself. Oh, good. And there's that Dave answer we're all looking for. Gross. Yep. You anyway, know what? Yeah. I wasn't going to say it until you got nervous. So I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't, yeah. let the, I can't let my crowd, you know, I count them down. Followers of Dave. We brought it on ourselves. Um, Greatest cult ever. Followers of Dave. New religion. You go to the past to make the religion. Followers of Dave. Okay. I don't want to think about that. Casey, go. Uh, I would go back in time and hang out with my dad. Hmm. It's not weird because my dad's not dead and I don't have to like that, like, oh, I wish I had more time kind of thing. 
But it's, uh, it's like, he seemed like such a cool guy when he was young. And, uh, I never, I always kind of wanted to, to hang out with him when he was my age. Mm. Um, and it probably wouldn't fuck with the time stream too much because, uh, it would have been at least five or six years before he met my mom. Um, just don't tell him you're his son. You'll be fine. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I don't even really look like him too much, so... Uh, I think I could probably get away with it. If I just decided to hang out with my mom, she'd probably be weirded out. She'd be like, oh, God, you're like a guy version of me. (laughs) Also, why are you hanging out in high school? I can see you doing like a fry type of thing where you accidentally sleep with your own grandma. Oh, God. I could somehow, of all of us, and I know I'm like the nasty one here, you know, but Mm -hmm. I I can see you possibly pulling that off accidentally. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) You're your own grandpa. <laughs> Damn you, Scooty Puff Jr. <laughs> so that's a good one. That's that's that's, that's nice. I mean, it's it's nice and pops. it's nice and simple. I think yeah. I think Dave kind of stole half of my answer uh, in that, like he would sort of go back in time and be like the world's best historiographer. Hmm. You know, like you would you would be if with modern you know recording equipment and or even just you know just a camera ca- recapturing different angles of historical events. You know, before the the technology to to visualize it existed. Wait, so you um, wouldn't eradicate all possible future timelines for the sake of personal gain? Not really. I, I mean, I got a, here. I got a, I'll, I'll be honest, like, I got a pretty decent life. <laughs> it's not terrible. Uh, you know, I mean, people are like, oh, I work a nine to five job, live with my parents. It's like, no, you know, things are kind of okay for me. Hmm. So I, I wouldn't really fuck around with the sports almanac too much. <laughs> Although. No. I probably would. Now you mentioned it's just because of like the pickle I'm in with student loans. I probably would go back in time and tell my go back in time and open up like a a like savings account for myself in like the 1970s. Hey, young Dave, like, go to silly. go to community college. What are you thinking? <laughs> I did go to community college. That was the problem. Oh God. <laughs> just don't go to college. Meet a guy named Sergio, and your life will be fine. Trust me. There you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of Sergio. It is your turn. Oh, it's me. It's you. I would travel back to a time, a gracious time, before they made Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> and stopped them from making Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Also, Arrow. That's a lot of hate. It would be a great time. That's I would find the person. Actually, if you if they never make Arrow, they never make The Flash. Oh, gosh. I'm cool with that. The Flash is too much BS in it anyway. <laughs> to a time, too I much romance. <laughs> Too many fields oh, for ro- not, to compute. No, nah, it's, it's not, it's not the romance. It's just like, uh, I don't know. Although the last episode was pretty good. It did have some, like, they, they did intertwine the romancy and action-y, like, pretty cool when she jumped out of the window. I don't know if you guys saw it. Wait, you, did you like the last this week's episode? It wasn't. It wasn't bad. I like uh, it for the reasons that you hate it usually. It was. It was. It wasn't bad. Uh, was like so some parts bullshit. weren't bad. Some parts I was just like, Bleh. I was also working. Um, oh, okay. on, on, on so a project. You're, you're I was trying to work on a project. Yeah, yeah. So I had it over to the... So it's perfect. Whenever, like, all that stupid crap that I don't like is on, I just, like, go back to, like, my screen where I'm actually working on a project. Yeah. And just, you know... Yeah. Did you catch the Splinter Cell reference? Or what I assume yeah. is a pl- Splinter, Splinter Cell reference? Oh, yeah. I caught that. That's awesome. I was just like, ah, they're funny. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. For those of you who, <laughs> who missed it, uh, Michael Ironside was in the new episode who does the voice of Sam Fisher. 
So uh, Barry has to infiltrate this little crew that he has going on. So he looks at Barry and Barry goes, oh, hey, hi, my name is Sam. And I'm like, yeah, Sam Fisher. I was just like, that's clever. There you go. <laughs> Not too much, but just enough. Yeah, dude, just enough. I was just like, you sons of bitches. Yeah. You, think, you think this makes up for all the other crap you put in the show? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but seriously, what would you do? But seriously, I would try back to a time before Agents of Shield. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fast forward, fast forward. Okay. That's a long time ago, oh, galaxy far, far away. I, I'm, I'm very interested in, in the future. Like, the past seems to be pretty cool, but I'm a person of color, and the past does not look kindly on me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's no go. point before now where things are any better for my people. <laughs> yeah. So, I would like to go to any point in the fucking future. Louis C.K. like Louis C.K. had a had to think about that. He was like, I can go through any part of time, and it's cool for me. There'll be a table waiting for me. <laughs> it's like, oh, here you are, time traveler. You're what? Okay, the table for you right over here next to all these Egyptians. They're just throwing their human suffering at it and building. <laughs> but no, um, any any movie with with technology, and any movie uh, that has some kind of like uh, fantastical sci-fi romp into the future through mankind's like perception of time through technology imagination anything i remember when i first saw minority report and it was amazing the way they were using their hands to go through the files and pictures and stuff mm. and i was like wow that's incredible you know uh movies like blade runner just this like this fantastic view of the future uh the fifth element you know everything uh, you know the, the jetsons so i was just like where would we be in the future how far ahead can you go into the future. Also, from um, oh my god, brain fart from the from the, the time traveler, um, like H books like H. G. Wells. Yeah, like H. G. Wells, time traveler. Uh, how far ahead do you go? Or was it H. G. Wells? Like he went so far into yeah, the yeah. future that it came back around. Well, it kind of came back around. He went so far that like every, like things got less advanced and everything broke down and it was like cavemen and stuff like that again. There were, yeah. there were and the moon exploded. There were the moon more exploded. locks and all these things. And a dragon oh. came out. Oh no, wait, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey ran a fire. Humans <laughs> but, um, into two species. Or yeah, three, yeah, three and then uh, and it went. Mm-hmm. It went so far. Like, what was was it that? Like, was it the movie that did that? The movie that had the one so with far? the museum. Where it was like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, with the mix so seven up yours guy. That it came back around to our time. So he he had, he went too far ahead, and everything was destroyed. So he thought, if I keep going, everything will restart, and that's what happened. Some... So I'm just like, if I travel into the future, can I travel so far as to see the advancement of man? You're gonna, or you're gonna turn Michael? into the space baby from 2001. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, 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 or do I go so far in, in the future that everything restarts again? I mean, if that's what happens, we don't don't, don't know what happens to uh, to the future. The universe could just keep on racing until atoms can't hold themselves together. and Everything breaks down and all that's left is black holes until they evaporate and then there's nothing. Or or it goes so far into the future that there's like a big being waiting for you there. I am Zeno. Hello. And you're just like... (laughs) 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 Curse my religion rolling the dice. Damn you, Tom Cruise, for being right. <laughs> Actually, so, Gregor, would you go? It's very simple where I would go. I would go about 30 years into the future and watch all of the Marvel movies back to 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 back. And whatever, all of the Star Wars movies that have come out thus far, I'd watch all those too. And if there are more, I would go even further into the future to watch those 
too. And if it gets to be the point where like Doc's like, all right, the timer's over, you gotta bring it back, I would bring myself to a couple minutes before he parks, and then I would jump through, and I would get the time machine, and I would resume my exploits. Yeah. I was about to ask, actually. Like, how, mm-hmm. how, how does the doc prevent you from just leaving and staying in another timeline forever? That's a good question. Hell, I'd take him with me. Come on, doc, meet my dad. We'll hang out. Have a couple of brews. It'll be great. <laughs> great Scott. That's such a nice, like, God. Yeah. Well, that's always, like, it's very interesting, though, because you never, like, you never have, like, a perception of what your parents were like when they were younger. You know, they've always just been your parents. So it's to true. see what they were like before they were your parents. Yeah, they're huge dorks now. Why can't yeah. I see them when they're cool? I mean, my mom was never cool, but but my dad was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My uncle solidified that my mom is the same now as she was when she was 15. I was like, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, speaking of dads, I can't believe I almost forgot to bring this up. Did you notice who the... the uh, the FedEx or UPS guy was at the end of number two, or the mail, the postal, the mailman. Should I have? Uh, if you're a fan of freaks and geeks, you should have. Yes. Um. Anyone? Anyone? He was the no, dad from Freaks and Geeks. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, it's been too long since I've seen that show. Ah, oh, it's such a good show. Oh, it's classic. It you're totally right. When I discovered that, I think I watched it like maybe three months. Just like that's all I watched. It was fantastic. I've seen so much of that. It was such a great show. Yeah. Hawkeye's so big fan. I have a fan. question for you about your uh, your Marvel movie marathon of the future. Mm-hmm. What if you watched one and you really disagreed with uh, with how it was done or, or casting choice? Would you go back in time to change the casting for that? I film? mean, I would have that power, yes. So. <laughs> I mean, like, even if you did have the power to go back in time and change it, who's to say anyone would listen to you? Yeah, you have a time you're, machine. You're you still not. You're still not Hollywood. At the at this critical point in their life, and be like, listen. In 20 years, you're going to be faced with a decision, with a choice, and it's going to come down to you. And if you don't do this, the world will end as we know it. But what if, by stopping that actor from being so, like, by stopping Gail Godot from being Wonder Woman, what if someone worse is chosen, like Adrian? I mean, that's Palaki. a risk you got to take, yeah. take and just change it again. <laughs> I, that's too much work. I would, that, I would love for Greg like to come a... back in time and be like, so I saw all the Marvel movies. Captain Marvel is still not out. <laughs> <laughs> do you, yeah. uh, get back. Do you know who they got to? Do you know who they finally casted as Captain Marvel? Me neither. I went 50 years in the future. <laughs> Nothing. You, you've oh, probably never so, heard so, of her. Some, <laughs> or some actors need that bad movie to get better. Look at uh, Ben Affleck. I mean, fucking reindeer games, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen uh, Argo? He was great in Argo. I mean, he he directed it and he started it. And he so, was, so Ben Affleck great. is not a bad actor. It's just like I think he relies on like his Ben Affleckisms a little bit too much sometimes. Are you, you know, like is, that, isn't that, that why you're a fan of Will Smith? Yeah. Well, it's it's like, a, I'm like I'm like an, I feel like. I think I'm an ironic fan of Will Smith because there are times where he'll do his things and I'm just like, oh my god, why are you, why are you fucking doing that? And there are other times uh-huh. where he does it, I'm like, ah, you suave son of a bitch, you. So, it's 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 just like those big like, you know, AAA stars that are too big for like mortal men. Like they they just have their like idiosyncrasies that they rely on, and George Clooney does it too. 
you know? Oh, God, George Clooney absolutely does that. Yeah. And he's George Clooney in every movie. And oh, he yeah. plays it best in... Um, in Batman Oceans. and Robin? I agree. <laughs> I know, the Oceans movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely in the Oceans movies. That's all those actors play are themselves. Yeah. That's it. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Like, like I love how even, like, Julie Roberts is, like, her name is Julia. Like, it's just Julia Roberts. Yeah. That's it. They're not even hiding it anymore. Um... So I think everyone went, right? For secret question? Is that it? Yeah. So. That's it? All right. Well, that, that that brings us to a close then. Serge, why don't you uh, do your thing? Oh, man. Like all good things, everybody. Comes to an end. Thank everybody for watching on Twitch.tv. Says back to Funky. Catches every Thursday night at 930 Eastern Standard Time here at backkittyfunky.com slash podcast. You can check out all of our past podcasts. We talked about previous subjects such as Star Wars talked about Doctor Who uh, you'll find some reasons that you'll definitely are into at BadCootyFunky.com we only talk about the things that you care about with none of the fluff <laughs> until next time everybody you can find us on iTunes uh, for uh, Android users download the SoundCloud app and get us there as well this has been Booster Greg did you just call me a chicken? <laughs> the bearded man is Dave 1.21 gigawatts <laughs> Amber that's great. <laughs> I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. TV's Casey. Uh, this podcast is heavy, Serge. <laughs> Again with that term. Heavy. <laughs> oh, God. What does the density and... have to do with anything? <laughs> we were on such a roll. We had a bit. <laughs> and I'm Sergio. Thank you all for tuning in next time. Make sure to tune in with us next Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Remember, iTunes, SoundCloud, search Back at your Funky, Back at your for all the things you actually care about. We'll see you later, or we'll see you another time. Or never. Or never. Or horse races, boxing. The information in here is worth millions, and I'm giving it to you. Well, that's very nice. Thank you very much. Now, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? It's leave, you idiot. Make like a tree and leave. You sound like a damn fool when you say it wrong. All right, then, leave!